today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. LRT telephone survey that uh, is showing uh, 48% of respondents, 48% of the 3,300 Hamilton residents who were asked by landline and cell phone, 48% of that number disapprove of the $1 billion project. No way, Jose. We don't want LRT here in the great city of Hamiltonia. 40% are in favor of the project. 12%, which is a big number to me, still undecided on where they sit on the LRT train, so to speak. Also, 63% of respondents to this uh, forum research poll say we should hold a referendum before making a final decision. How many final votes do we need? we got a big vote this coming Wednesday. Environmental assessment has been tweaked. City councilors have had a little bit of time to study the uh, the new plan, the new EA, so to speak, and we'll be voting on that tomorrow. And uh, many uh, you know, city hall insiders are saying that this is a key vote. If it doesn't pass the smell test tomorrow, the LRT might be done like dinner. Brian Smiley is a patient advocate and private citizen here in the city of Hamilton and joins us now on the Scott Thompson Show. Brian, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Not too bad. So what do you make of this poll? I th- I find it fairly interesting, and even though I was a little surprised at uh, the numbers, I think if we drill down these numbers a little bit, we'll, we'll get a little more uh, insight into it. Uh, you know, many people are saying the millennials in the 18 to 34 group uh, weren't very well represented. However, of the 18 to 34 that were very familiar rating 57 percent disapproved of the lrt and 53 percent approved of it now those of the the general reading it still showed a disapproval rate of 47 percent versus 43 percent for the millennials um now now this also caused coincides with the um the older generation who have been through this all before and they know it didn't work then. So why are you surprised? You mentioned off the top that you, you found it somewhat surprising. What is surprising to you? I found it surprising that the level of concern that the general public has as far as the judicious spending of our taxpayer dollars. Um, there seems to be more education over the past year as to how much is this really going to cost us. Not only at the very beginning with this initial investment, but the long-term costs. So are those long-term costs alarming to you? Are they, uh, is that too much of a red flag? I mean, we heard earlier today on, on Bill Kelly's show, as he spoke with Tom Galloway and others regarding what's happened in Kitchener-Waterloo with L- their LRT plan, and I, I'm pretty sure the number was $8.5 million a year to operate their LRT, which, you know, the grand scheme of things is not a lot of money. Well, when you consider looking at the data from the U.S. of 15 American cities who have much more experience than we do here in Canada, of that, the median cost per hour of a bus is rated at $122.38. Now, the median cost for running light rail is $216.45, and this is national data compiled by the U.S. government. 
Okay, so that's that's the cost to operate buses versus LRT. Correct. Now, we also have to look not only how much of this money are we kicking down the road where the younger taxpayers and property owners are going to be paying for this for 20, 25 years, and it's going to cost a lot. And who in this age of austerity has the money to actually invest in this for this long a time? We feel that the LRT or a rapid transit system, you know, is very necessary. We just feel that this plan is very flawed as a result. Now, for example, um, Eisenberger, our mayor, um, Mr. Eisenberger, has been touting $70 million that they have spent so far in this um, consultation process. Correct. How many, a bus, an average bus, diesel bus costs approximately a million dollars. Now, I would suggest that we could put 20 buses running at a much lower cost, and we would have the best BRT bus service in all of North America if we had only invested in the HSR for the past several years. And so, we wouldn't have a billion dollars yet. Don't, don't ever think that this billion dollars is free money. The Ontario taxpayers are paying for it. And this is what we are concerned about, is that we're going deep in debt for for basically a streetcar that goes to nowhere from nowhere. So you're basically saying the the $1 billion investment, because it is an investment, we're not, we're not taking a billion dollars and melting it or burning it. I mean, we are going to get something for that money, but you're not seeing the benefits of that dollar figure for what we're getting. Not long term, no. For immediate use, yes, the developers are all going to get rich. And uh, perhaps the downtown core will have a certain amount of revitalization, but there's only so far you can go, um, you know, downtown to expand. We're chatting with uh, Brian Smiley, patient advocate, private citizen here on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Rick, in for Scott today. You mentioned that this was a flawed plan. What are some of the flaws that you've identified? We're cutting the city directly in half, and we're reducing the traffic flow from east to west. So by putting a dedicated LRT line in, we reduce the traffic lanes down to one lane, which is unbelievable. Now, many other cities, what they have done around the world is they've taken a a place where they have put the rail lines in away from the core. In other words, consider it as if it were on Burlington Street. Um, this is just my own opinion. Uh, put it on Burlington Street, then you could run BRT logs or lines all the way up into the core, up into the mountain. Rapid transit, I don't mean rapid rail, I mean just rapid transit, right. can go through all these hubs. It would also connect with the GO stations and everything else. This plan here does not account for that now that they've taken away James Street. Um, as a as a link, which is um, which plot to begin with. It, but in terms of connectivity, though, I mean, let's just say the plan is to put it on Burlington Street. You're going to run BRT, you know, through the downtown up to the mountain. In terms of connectivity, I mean, that's a lot of transfers. Now you're talking a little bit more time in terms of travel. 
it may not make the best sense in terms of a billion dollar investment because at the end of the day, uh, you know, council, the city, the pro LRT movement is looking at the the new buzz term economic lift. And obviously, you're not going to get that on Burlington Street with, you know, the businesses that are there. Uh, That economic lift should and could and probably will be realized in the downtown core, at least through the downtown core. You're going to get the biggest bang for your buck putting the LRT downtown. Does that not make sense? Um, No, I don't agree with that. It makes great sense for the developers. It makes great sense for hotels. It makes great sense for that. But the the smaller mom-and-pop operations... I feel would suffer greatly because you're not going to be able to get enough foot traffic to the actual on the actual sidewalks in the stores. So you don't think business owners, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, you don't think business owners around uh, you know an LRT station from station to station, I mean even in between stations, you don't think there's going to be a benefit there? I, I agree that there's going to be a benefit. I don't. I mean, it's, I believe it is being overstated at this time, hmm. considering that where are you going to get on? You're going to get on at the traffic circle at Queenston, so there's no park and ride. Okay. You can't even you can't even access it, you know, from out of towners who are coming in from Smithville, Stony Creek, or whatever. So you've got no place to park your car, even when you get on there. And then when you get downtown, sure, it's going to stop at perhaps James Street. Uh, it's going to stop at Kenilworth and various places in between. However, it's going to be anywhere between 400 and 600 meters between stops. Now, how is an older person or a woman with uh, two children she's dragging along supposed to walk the length of four football fields just to get to a stop? Speedy Banks won't even do that in the middle of winter. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? He might. So but... This is what we are concerned about, that in order to increase the efficiency, they have to reduce the number of stops. I don't know if they want to do that, because then, hey, that economic lift is suddenly being an economic downer. <laughs> exactly. And that's why this plan is flawed, in our opinion. Do you you got to think, though, that with LRT stops, uh, you know, a one billion dollar project, everyone has to get their, you know, wants to get their hand in the pot, uh, you know, condos, maybe another hotel or two. That kind of economic boom is going to be realized through this project. Yes, I agree. And then the money is going to come in, and then it's going to go out in the in the higher operating costs over the next twenty five years. Now, who's paying for this? How much is the loan going to cost? for all this thing. And this is what the concerns that that I have, is that who's actually paying for this? Mm -hmm. There's only one person, and that's the taxpayer. Well, yeah, at the end of the day, we pay for everything. Metrolinx is going to be abrogating this whole line into a private corporation to run this whole system. The benefit we get is the ancillary or the extra benefits, obviously, which is wonderful. But if you were, if I was um, going to talk about an analogy, let's say my Auntie Wynn has decided to gift me with a car. Now, I have a choice between a Honda Civic that is great on gas, great on maintenance, and low insurance, or a Lamborghini. It's going to cost me through the nose for the next 20 years an incredible amount of money. Now, which would be the better choice? 
And I'm getting this one for free? Yes. <laughs> Man, same, you're, you're tugging at my heartstrings now. is what's happening here. <laughs> you know, it's just a, a simple analogy that maybe people could identify with. Sure, but, you know, it's not that simple, obviously. And, and right. this project isn't perfect, and I don't think it can ever be the perfect project. Someone's always going to find a flaw or an issue or a problem with it. Uh, but when you look, I mean, at least when I look at it, I mean, we're affecting a, a pretty big swath of the city. I think the economic lift is going to be there. I think it's going to create uh, a lot of jobs, especially in you know the construction industry. Uh, yes, the mom and pop stores are going to significantly be affected by uh, you know closing the road, building this thing. Uh, there's going to be businesses that are going to have to shut down. There's no two ways about it. But I think when all is said and done, I think the pros outweigh the cons. Well, that is where we don't agree. <laughs> and 48% of the Hamiltonians don't agree mm-hmm. as well. That we just feel that this plan, who they have been dealing with this for 10 years, almost 10 years, um, still are just making things up as they go along. We so, don't have hard data in order to make such a financial decision at this moment. Brian, what does your gut tell you regarding tomorrow's EA vote? I think this is very much pause for concern here, and I believe that the uh, hopefully the councillors, in their wisdom, will you know check out all the facts. And I don't believe that even all of them are convinced that this is the best plan for the money. In the long term, we've got a carrot dangling in front of our nose, and everybody's saying, "Oh boy, I'm going to get a really great streetcar." Well, it doesn't work that way. You know, long term, it doesn't work, and we're going to be mortgaged to the hilt, and our taxes are going to go up. In fact, every single ward, from what I understand, has a <clears throat> excuse me has a higher disapproval rate. So this is world, I'm sorry, this is citywide that there are concerns about all the citizens in every single ward who are concerned about this plan. Not that we are against the LRT and rapid transit. We just believe this plan is flawed. Would we uh, put you into the group of 63% who think a referendum is needed? Are you in that group? I, I, I have no opinion on that, really. Okay. But I do believe that for a, for an investment of this magnitude, that the taxpayers do have a right to voice their concern in that respect. I noticed the word, or at least the wording that I saw, did not reference binding referendum, which would really force council's hand if it were binding. Yes, that's true. That's now that, you know, I agree with now that. that would and be that's interesting. One concern I have with it as well. Well, yeah, I mean, you can you can spend all this money to conduct a referendum, leave out the binding part. People cast their ballots, and council says, "Thanks, uh, we're going to do our own thing." Yes, that's true. And considering there's an election this year, I think that the uh, taxpayers have a long memory. <laughs> they sure do. Brian, thanks for the time today. Thank you. Bye for now. Have a good one. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.